Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Three, three, two, one. Do you know what I feel like doing? I feel like kicking back, relaxing, and getting comfy. Welcome to the Get Comfy Lowdown. I'm your host, Kalo, as always, here to give you the lowdown on all things that are upside down. And before we get into today's pod, I'd like to say thank you to anybody and everybody who is liking and sharing this podcast with anybody and everybody you know. So we're going to talk about, at least for today, um, a fine Netflix show by the name of Stranger Things. We're going to dive into season four, volume one, because of at the time of this recording next week, we're getting into volume two of season four. Of course, we were left with a massive cliffhanger. There's some loose threads we got to tie up. And of course, I want to give final predictions as to who might be on the chopping block for this season. Of course, there was a trailer dropped, I'd say a day ago. And it looks like everybody's up for a uh, up for a candidacy for uh, who might die this season. But um, I'm going to start by saying we were kind of dropped into uh, this season, not knowing the exact direction because we had the mind flare last season. That was kind of like the big bad. And um, of course, it was left with Hopper disappearing but then we get the post credit scene he ends up in russia so it's good to know hop is still alive also white plains local so that's always good and well to uh acknowledge there but um i want to first talk about the people who have returned of course finn wolfhard millie bobby brown noah schnapp gate and maserano caleb mclaughlin and sadie sink are all coming back as the crew of kids david harbour jim hopper Joe Carey coming back as Steve. Gotta love some Steve. Nancy Wheeler, Jonathan, Joyce Byers. The whole crew is back. Everyone's, it's just a like an ensemble that we have grown up with or we've seen grow up. It's just crazy to see the screenshots from season one all the way up to here is season four. Now, if I'm not mistaken, it has been three years after our last dose of Stranger Things and they're coming back strong. Um, I also want to talk about additions to the cast because it, this this show does something very well as far as they introduce lovable characters and then they kill them. So Joseph Quinn is coming into this cast as Eddie Munson, of course, the leader of the Hellfire Club. He was accused of killing Chrissy at the start of the season. Of course, Vecna got his hands around Chrissy and... Uh, didn't end well for her. Um, I want to talk, uh, speaking of Vecna, the big reveal, that he is number one, and Eleven sent him to the Upside Down, and that, of course, is how he got all of his weird uh, tentacle thingy bobbers, whatever you want to call them, and he is the big bad of this season. Let's also not forget Argyle, classic. <laughs> He's such a charming character. I, I just... When he was talking about the uh, risotto, how it's snapping, uh, it's just I every time I see his character, it makes me laugh. But um, I also don't want to forget Maya Hawk coming back as Robin. She's just a great character, well written. But um, let's talk while I have this theory on my brain. I'm gonna be jumping all around because I'm not kind of doing an episode by episode basis. But um, I want to talk about my theory and my theory about how 
that school psychiatrist is connected to Vecna or number one, so to speak. There was a lot of theories that she wears this key pendant around her neck. And if you look at the clock that Vecna, I guess that's the noise that comes whenever Vecna is about to descend on his prey. There's a key, like a keyhole. And it also seems fishy to me that practically any of the kids that have gone through therapy at the school being Hawkins have been victims or attempted victims in this case of uh, Sadie Sink's character, Max. They've been victimized by Vecna. They, I guess it's more or less she's probably serving them up to Vecna, whether there be a connection through the upside down or I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of like a plausible connection between the two, aside from maybe she was a kid that was terrorized by Vecna uh, back then and she grew up and now she's kind of being the the henchman, so to speak, in this case to Vecna. But the connection that was made between the key and the keyhole on the clock, it kind of seems uh, pretty pretty substantial, maybe something they're going to hint at or expose in volume two. Of course, with all the files that Max uncovered about Chrissy and all the other students that attended her, her sessions. I don't know. It it just kind of seems like a, um, an easy route to take as far as um, who's serving these children up to Vecna, but it could it be just a, uh, a mystical link between the two. Of course it could be, but um, I'd like to theorize that maybe Vecna has some servants in the right side up. Now, Let's talk, uh, of course I said we're going to jump around. I want to talk about the Russian prison or the Demogorgon prison, so to speak. Um, Of course, Hopper was captured by the Russians in season three. This uh, Russian prison guard by the name Antov, that's what I'm going to call him, was um, helping Hopper. He's more of the man on the inside, so to speak. How that relationship bloomed. They were talking about their children. Of course, we got to look at Hopper's past with his family and it shows why he gravitated towards Eleven so much and really wanted to be that father figure for her. But um, also the actor, I believe the actor also played the man of many faces in Game of Thrones. I couldn't recognize him for the life of me, but I remember the voice kind of and then the eyes. And I was like, oh, my gosh, look at that connection right there. But um, I detract here. So. Hopper and his man on the inside were eventually exposed as traitors. And of course, Hopper trying to escape that didn't pan out well. So they were kind of put into a separate containment unit. And it was later discovered that this unit is pretty much where they gather prisoners up to feed to the Demogorgon. Of course, Hopper's experience with these creatures, he kind of realized that the Demogorgon is afraid of fire and that they're not feeding the prisoners. They're pretty much fattening them up to make them slower and, I guess, easier to hunt for the Demogorgon. Of course, Joyce and Murray come save the day just in the nick of time. I was really worried. I was really worried that they were going to serve up Hopper to the Demogorgon and kind of make it a brutal death for him and or 
Ah, maybe Murray sacrificing himself. I don't know. Also, Murray is an absolute weapon. Uh, can we can we establish that now? He, he's a high level karate. I, I believe it was karate, but uh, he said his arms are like spears. I believe it. I believe it. The way he chopped up Yuri. But um, so Hopper improvised by making a torch out of a lance and a piece of fabric and of course some vodka. So um. We kind of leave it there, at least as far as like, of course, they could reunite uh, Joyce and Hop. But um, it's interesting to see now, at least in the trailer, they come across this weird dust like substance. Of course, the dust is connected to the upside down. Could this be another instance where there's connections made to season one? There was also a reference at some point this season. I believe it was Max or Nancy mentioned something along the lines of uh, did it look like dust and course that's associated with the upside down before we continue the show i wanted to take a little time to talk about noom noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology technology and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals a lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations. And the more freeing solution is to find the things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique. And what works for someone else might not really work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards your goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. And for me personally, that's huge. I know that I am not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I know that I'm not getting up at four in the morning to go work out. But by using Noom and having that little more of uh, flexibility and stability, it certainly helps with my journey here. Noom also makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons that help you gain confidence and a practical knowledge one-on-one coaching, and cognitive behavioral approaches that teach you how to be mindful of your habit. 75% of Noom weight loss users finished the program, and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash believe. Again, that is Noom, N-O-O-M, dot com slash believe bl now we also discover more about the upside down of course this is discovered when steve nancy robin and eddie go through the lover's lake portal aka watergate and they discover the upside down is a mirror image of hawkins and all the surrounding areas now dustin did discover the compass was pointing in the right direction due to some electromagnetic currents being all jumbled. But the interesting thing here is that whenever they head towards, of course, because it's mirrored in the upside down, they head towards the Wheeler's house because Nancy said she had some guns. They're going to shoot Vecna in the head. I don't know. Very bold strategy, by the way. Just get get some guns, shoot Vecna in the head. Cool. I respect it. But um, they discover that the upside down is more or less stuck in the past. And this could be, I believe, season one, because they were talking, they were looking at the flashcards. And of course, they made the connection where um, Steve and Nancy were still together at the time when they were looking at the flashcards. And that's an interesting thing to 
put out here. So it is more specific where they said the upside down, this version is like a more specific time frame. This is three years prior on the very day Will Byers went missing. So, of course, the events of season one. I also heard the clock chime has been present in Stranger Things since season one, or at least variations of it. So could Vecna have been the big bad, the overarching big bad this whole time? I've also heard something about the hive mind and how that could be a major play since everything in Stranger Things is connected to Dungeons and Dragons. So that's something worth of note. And it is also worth noting that the whole... I'm going to call them the upside down crew just because they're, they're like the, the whole good guys crew is now helping Eddie and pretty much the whole town, the police force, everyone is after them. It doesn't matter. No one is safe right now. And that's an interesting dynamic to worry about the actual people in the physical world and the people and the things in the upside down. So they're kind of fighting a battle on two fronts. And of course, you know, you're talking about Vecna here, Dustin, Lucas and Erica, which is um, Lucas's little sister, come up with the idea that Vecna is opening up portals through physical or psychic connections with his victims. Of course, you see there is the portal where he killed his first victim in the series or in this season, uh, Susie. And then, of course, the bottom of lover's lake. That is where he took another victim. It's just, and it's also interesting to note that the one victim he took just outside the trailer park. I don't know if there was a portal there. The, the kid that was with Nancy with the newspaper, I'm not too sure on that. And I guess like a, a part of the show or this season that I was kind of like mad about was Eleven's training or the fact that of course we do. It's good to see, more about her background, her time in the lab, you know, how there were multiple kids, you know, she killed all of them. But of course, there's more backstory to that with one and how she sent him to the Upside Down, thus opening the first portal to the Upside Down. And Eleven just blocked out all those memories. And now they're unlocking them to regain the power that Eleven had and it's being treated more or less like this upcoming volume for season four is like Stranger Things' endgame because Vecna, I don't personally know how they're going to defeat them. Eleven is being treated as if she is not ready, which clearly clearly she isn't, but who knows? But um, it's going to be interesting to see. Now, I want to give final predictions as to who might die. Uh, it was teased a little bit that Steve was going to die. I was really worried when they first went to the upside down and he was being attacked by those crows or those bats. I was worried out of my mind for Steve. I'm a Steve Stan. I hated him in season one because he was douchey, but then he became like the mother figure for the group. And I just loved them ever since. I'm really worried for Steve. I'm really worried for Steve because he's kind of getting that connection back with Nancy. Of course, she's having problems with Jonathan because they live so far away and they're kind of rekindling that relationship. And it seems as if he's going to make the heroic sacrifice here. I don't know. I hope it doesn't happen because I love Steve. I just can't see him die. I can't. Of course, Dustin's going to be broken about it. 
I don't know. It, it seems as if Steve is the one that's going to die. I, I really don't know another person. I did mention that Eddie, like the new characters they introduce are always the ones that die. Eddie could be that person. Of course, uh, the actor said like he's like he hopes the he's able to come back, but they can say anything at this point. Murray is another option. I don't know. It just kind of seems as if, you know, not that I don't think he's important, but he seems disposable as if, you know, he could really like go out in heroic ways. So there was that shot in the trailer where he's like spraying a machine gun at what? I don't know. I assume it's the Demogorgon in that Russian prison. But um, Murray seems like a safe bet, too. I'm looking at the whole cast and I'm being biased here, but uh, I don't want anyone else. I don't think any of the main crew is going to die being like Mike, Eleven, Will, Dustin, Lucas and Max. I don't think they're dying anytime soon. There was also the shot in the trailer of Nancy coming face to face with Vecna. I, I don't know. I really don't. Yeah, I don't think Nancy's dead. Robin is safe. I'm also sorry for people listening. I'm looking at the whole cast for this season. I just don't see anybody. It really might be Steve. It really might be. Ah, I'm going to hate this. I'm going to hate. I'm going to be really upset if he dies. And there was that shot in the trailer of Dustin like screaming and running towards something. And that just gives me the vibe that, yeah, that, that's Steve right there. But um, I don't know. I'm excited for volume two. I can't wait. I'll, of course, I'll do a whole wrap up of this season. This is more or less kind of giving my predictions for the next half of this season and going over any little small details or theories that I wanted to talk about. But that about does it here for the Get Comfy Lowdown. I hope you guys enjoyed. This show goes live every Wednesday morning. Of course, we got the Get Comfy Game Break and the Get Comfy Podcast every single Sunday and Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all major listening platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and, of course, the Believe Network. I have been Kalo. I gave you the lowdown on all things that are strange, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.